0: Damon Burton has built a thriving business helping companies drive traffic to their products with his proven SEO strategies. In this episode, he gives you the secrets to how he built his business with organic content strategies and how you can implement the same and get results fast. Enjoy this interview part two with Damon Burton. So, Damon Burton (laughs) is a leading authority on SEO and you built an, inter- an internationally successful search engine optimization company through the very strategies that you teach and that we're going to talk about. Um, you've optimized websites for Inc. 500, 5,000 companies, NBA teams, uh, businesses featured on Shark Tank. Um, you've been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, BuzzFeed, USA Weekly, and an endless list of podcasts and SEO industry websites but best of all, Damon, you help people stop paying for expensive ads that don't work. And you show people how to get traffic without ads. Which I love.
1: And everybody listening should love. Yes. It's yeah. it's uh it's been interesting. Um, so I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, SEO specifically got into design about 20 years ago. I, I give you that that time frame reference because it's been interesting to watch the attention in the industry. So 15 years ago. SEO was the new thing, was the sexy thing, got the attention, and then Google Ads started taking off. Facebook Ads got introduced, and so SEO never went away, but the mainstream attention went to paid ads. And it's so fascinating because some people don't even know that SEO exists, and SEO is like the old grandfather of the industry, and it's been around for a long time. But but what's more fascinating is the attention coming back, like the pendulum swinging back the other way, because people are getting burned out on paid ads. People are sick of the politics and the red tape and the compliance with paid ads. They're getting exhausted with ad accounts getting shut down with increasing cost per click. And so it's been really fascinating to see um, things kind of burn out on the other side, which then by process of elimination is drawing a lot of attention back to SEO.
0: Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's fun. That's fun for you because you're in it. I mean you're in it that's your thing that's that's your bag baby <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah. when I when we first met and we're chatting um back in Mexico at the mastermind in paradise russell brunson's uh group uh what there was 600 of our closest friends perhaps or 500 mm-hmm. inner circle and the what's called the 2 comma club x which is that you've got that other price metrics of mm-hmm. uh, 25,000 so you've got to have some resources or be willing to spend resources and you've got to be uh, excited about what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> you had said, "I want to talk a little bit about how you built your business." And in effect, you said, "Hey, Misha, look, I I don't, if I remember the conversation, it was like, look, man, I'm not paying for anything, and I'm driving a huge amount of my business through LinkedIn and." Mm-hmm this, these are the type of posts I do. and again, anybody listening right now or watching go go to Damon's LinkedIn and you can see what you're up to and how you give and 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 these things. So again, it's LinkedIn forward slash Damon Burton no dots in there. If you're gonna follow on Facebook, Damon.burton and love your Facebook. It's so fun to watch uh, just your journey, uh, your family just have super fun, engaging content. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you, you're like, Hey, I thought what was compelling about what you said at that time was like, I add so much value and it pisses people off.
1: (laughs) In effect, do I remember that correctly? (laughs) Um, I do add value. Um, the, the pissing people off part, um, I'll have to try and connect the dots. Probably what I was referring to was um, like I'm not a I don't throw rocks at marketing because a lot of people in marketing are like I'm the paid ad guy so SEO sucks or I'm the SEO guy so paid ads suck. And for for me, if it works, it works, right? You can you can do it all. So as long as you're getting a return, um, there's no there's no bad form of marketing. Um, probably what I was referring to is is the time I do throw rocks is usually at my own industry. Um, and so it's like the, the guys that give the industry a bad name, the guys that you know take money and run and things like that. And so a lot of times I'll poke fun at my own industry. And, and what happens is um, it can offend other SEOs because they know I'm right and, and I'm calling things out. But, but it comes back to that value thing because then what it does is it filters out the leads because then the, the leads that have been through that or have been burned or are at the higher level, they know that I'm I'm beyond the, the, that lower level that they're trying to get past. And they see that I've been around the block a time or two as well. And they go, oh, okay, well, you know, he's talking at this level of relatability. So that's probably what I was referring to. Um, but as far as the value thing, like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, if you look at my content, yeah. I almost never uh, have a call to action. Hold on a
0: sec. I got to I'm going to drop a shade really quick. I've mm -hmm. got a, I've got some sun coming in. Yeah. It's the California lifestyle. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah.
1: Okay. Go ahead. So if you, if you look at my content, you'll notice that I I almost never have a call to action. Uh, I would imagine out of a hundred posts, 99 of them do not have a call to action. And it's intentional for two reasons. One is these platforms don't want you taking the attention off of them. So as Mm -hmm. soon as you put on an external link, they're going to devalue the visibility of that post because they don't want people seeing it because they don't want people leaving. Even a lot of people will be like, well, what if, what if you put, um, you know, see the link in the first comment below, like they get that, like that thing's been burned out for a year or two. So, if, if you keep your content native to the platform, it's it's going to give it more visibility. But the other reason I give value first is because we've all seen those posts where it's like, hey, I'm going to give value, just kidding, bait and switch, buy my thing. <laughs> and so we, we, we get burned out on that and it, you lose credibility when you do that because you set them up and then you took something from them. And so if you just give only, then over time, what happens is I, I am no longer an SEO guy to consider. I am the only SEO guy. So when you continue to give value, it just filters out all the other competition. And, and probably five out of seven days of the week, I get tagged in a post on social media when somebody asks about SEO. And nowadays, I'll walk you through how I, how I structure my post here in a minute, but I've been doing this so consistently now that now it's, it's creating, um, like a butterfly effect where the majority of the people that tag me, I don't even know because it's created such a precedence in other people mentioning me. And then those people follow those people and it creates a compounding effect. So when I post, um, Here's my here's my strategy on LinkedIn. You're gonna to have to tweak it for different platforms, but here's how I distilled it down to LinkedIn. So I go with LinkedIn because my consumer is B two B. LinkedIn is a is a B two B platform. Um, my ideal buyer is savvy, and so they want insights and data um, and validation. And I can't do that on as well on Instagram, um, where where it's pictures versus context, read, readable text. So I focus on um, LinkedIn. And then what I do is I post between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. I've narrowed down that time frame where that's where I get the biggest visibility. Um, It can be the difference between 5,000 views in 24 hours and 50 views in 24 hours by, by focusing on that time frame. Now, I'm not saying that's the magic time frame for everybody. My guess on why it works well for me is because the type of people that are reading my content is... So I'm in mountain time. So I think it's kind of as good of a sweet spot in the middle of time frames as I can get between East Coast and West Coast because the East Coast people have already um, beat the traffic, got to the office, whatever. Now they're sitting at their desk and they're killing time for 10 or 20 minutes. And that's when I can get them is in that little window. The West Coast people are waking up, they're sitting on the toilet, they're doing whatever, and I'm catching them at their early... 10 or 20 minutes. So figure out where your audience is and then figure out the time frame that works best for them and then just show up consistently. So I post Monday through Friday. Um, You end up building an audience that looks for your content. You end up getting rewarded by the algorithms by being consistent. So over time, they're going to continue to show you more. And now it, it takes a while to gain momentum. I would say it took probably three months for me before I started to notice any sort of um consistent feedback or engagement or private messages of gratitude um at about 6 months I started monetizing it and getting leads and then at about 9 months is when I said well I'm I'm getting business now maybe I should quantify this and so it's been I think it's been 3 years this month um so then 3 years ago was the 9 month mark um give or take and I added it up and I had $150,000 in annual reoccurring contracts that came from just doing this. And I haven't quantified it since because that was enough for me to go, okay, this is worth continuing and it's only grown exponentially from there. So it's added several hundred thousand dollars a year in reoccurring revenue from just showing up and giving value. Because what happens is they, you're building a, they're building a relationship with you. Like You're not talking one-on-one, but they're getting to know you. Like you even said, You said, I love your Facebook. I love how you talk about your family. So you already know I'm a family guy, even though we haven't talked about it. You already know that I give value, even though we haven't talked about it. So people start to understand your persona and who you are. So then when they need your thing, when I have somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn, there's next to zero sales conversation. It's, I know what you do. How do we get started?
0: That's amazing. Um, First off, I want to comment on, uh, imagine (laughs) when you said, it's going to take a long time. It might take three months. I'm guessing most people listening went, Oh my gosh, only three months Mm -hmm. to start gaining traction. Like to me, that's awesome. And then six months for leads and nine months for, Hey, you can start quantifying, quantifying literal success and, and, and revenue. Like that's awesome. I think, um, I want to ask you Two things. Well, I have a question and I'll I'll make a comment on the mm-hmm. the pissing people off. I think that was me uh with a little shock and awe, but I think what from that initial conversation we had back in Mexico, and again everybody, uh Damon Burton uh on, on LinkedIn, and it's LinkedIn forward slash Damon Burton no dot. So so go there and, and find him Damon.burton on Facebook because like you can start getting results that you're talking about authentically too. And I want to make sure that, that you're authentic, like what you're putting out is authentic. And, and I think when, when I see people on the social media, you know, you can tell if it's authentic or not. And so Mm -hmm. I'll just say for you, um, I'm assuming like, make sure it's the values authentic to what you Mm -hmm. actually have to offer. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I think, the you were like it's i think it was upsetting to people or unnerving to people that the value you give like that's that's the piss people off part or so i this is not piss people pissing people off is not the right term i think i think it's unnerving for for people is what you'd said when they would see the value you would give like they're like wait you you shouldn't be giving this much value is that a better way
1: to yeah, explain it? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, it's um, it's kind of confusing to people because a lot of people are are brought up in the world of entrepreneurialism where it's like gate everything, charge for everything. Um, I think there's a time and a place. Um, I, I'm not saying one is better than the other. For me, it, it's just been the other. So in in my mind, there's really only three types of content consumers, and this is why I just give away everything because. My ideal buyer is the person that values time more than money. So if I give away the answers, I will tell anybody anything about our processes. Because if you're the type of person that wants to take that advice and run and implement it, you're not my ideal customer, but I just helped you. So that's fantastic. I didn't lose anything because you weren't going to be my buyer anyway. But now I increased the credibility and my reputation and my reach. The second type of content consumer is the person that may not need your thing now. But they may later, or they know somebody that does and they'll send a referral. Great. You help somebody again and you might get business from it later. The third type of the content consumer is, is the one that just goes, Misha, I want to buy your thing. So from my perspective, you can't lose by giving away all the answers. Now other people's products are different. You know, mines a higher ticket, a couple thousand dollars a month. Somebody else might be a single a one-time transaction or a lower reoccurring thing that they could just take the advice and run and that could have been their customer. So I'm not saying this applies to everybody, but I would challenge the listeners to reconsider how they can bring their expertise to the market. There's probably some middle ground in there or some sort of new opportunity that you can consider in separating how you give away value or, or even just give away a micro piece of it. You know, Maybe you have a low ticket thing that doesn't make sense to give it all away, but give them a little bit give them like the freebie thing or the thing that's only, if you have a hundred dollar ticket, give them the thing that's like 10 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. build up that credibility with them. Because would you rather have, you know, a, a 95 out of a hundred people that convert, or would you rather have one out of a thousand people that convert? Mm-hmm. So just look for different opportunities and how you can give away value and, and give it enough time. For it to work, it's magic, and and more people than not, it'll provide some sort of return.
0: Thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Table Rush Talk Show. For resources to help you sell your stuff, go to b e l o v e dot media forward slash resources. That's b e l o v e dot media forward slash resources, and be sure to subscribe, comment five-star and share. Thank you again for listening.